Hi everyone, it's John. And Finn. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Santa Claus the Movie. One minute at a time. This week we are on minute number 28. Mm -hmm. The prophecy has come to pass. And this is also our first show of October 2020. Yay, it's Halloween season. It's the Halloween month. Yeah. So we haven't mentioned this before this. We were waiting for October 2020 for a little bit of Halloween Santa the movie trivia. Because, you know, Santa Claus the movie, the history of this movie kind of intersects with basically every movie ever made. Well, yeah. More or less. (laughs) Do you know that the original director that they wanted for this movie was John Carpenter, the director of Halloween. We could have had John Carpenter's Santa Claus the movie in another timeline. That would have been a different kind of a movie. (laughs) I wonder how it would have been different than how it came out. You know, how he would have done things differently. It's definitely something for the imagination. For sure. I'm uh, quoting a 2019 article from digitalspy.com. When Santa Claus discussions began, the story goes that Carpenter laid out his demands to the Sulkins, starting with the plot. Unhappy with the outline Ilya had come up with, he wanted to write a completely new script, for which he would get sole credit. He asked to compose the score, predictably, he also did the score for Halloween, of course, in most of his movies. But Carpenter also demanded Final Cut which was less typical for a film of that size. Finally, he wanted to cast Brian Dennehy, at the time best known for Rambo First Blood, in the role of Santa. So you would I don't have, know who that is. He was like the, the sheriff in First Blood, Rambo. That doesn't help me, but... You, you'll uh, have to do a, do a quick Google. I'm sure you'll recognize him. Okay, what was his name? Brian Dennehy. Oh, this guy? Yeah, doesn't I know when you saw the face, you'd recognize him. Yeah, I do recognize him. He isn't he kind of like notorious. Like, didn't he do a lot of like villains or like? Typically, yeah, he was the villain in First Blood. Yeah, I would not have liked him as Santa. No offense to Brian Dennehy fans, but I don't think I would have liked him as Santa. He was supposed to be Santa, right? Yes. Yeah, that's who John Carpenter wanted as Santa. That would have been a totally different movie. Apparently early on in production, Ilya Salkine was pushing for Carol O'Connor to be Mm -hmm. Santa. Archie Bunker from All in the Family. Could you imagine him as Santa? No. I'm kind of glad. I'm definitely glad they went with David Huddleston because I think if you had either Brian Dennehy or Carol O'Connor, it would be like, oh, that's Carol O'Connor playing Santa Claus. Yeah, definitely. It wouldn't have given you the illusion that this is actually Santa Claus. And... Um, I think having either one of those two guys along with, if, I don't know if he would have been in it, but along with Dudley Moore, I think the viewership would have been even lower because no parent would have brought their kids to go see a Santa Claus movie with those two in it. You know what I mean? No. Mm -mm. I wouldn't have. So there you go. A little Halloween (laughs) bit of trivia and how it intersects with the production of Santa Claus the movie. So anyway, going back to Santa Claus the movie, minute number 28, we pick up where we left off last minute as Donner is trying to sneak a peek at the Ancient One. He wants to see what all the hubbub is about. Yeah, but he does pay attention to Claus and he 
sticks back into place where he's supposed to be. Yeah, because Claus kind of, like, shoos him away with his hand. Yeah. And then the Ancient One is walking down the reindeer runway in the toy tunnel. Walking down the aisle. Yep. All the elves are taking their hats off to show their great respect for him. Anya bows. Well, she... (laughs) I don't know if she bow. I don't know what she is exactly doing, but uh, she kind of looks like she sits down for a minute. Like she's overwhelmed with what's going on and has to sit down. And then I do know that she holds Patch's hand because she couldn't reach Claws. It says that in the book. That's that she interesting. Hold, yeah, that she holds on to Patch because she couldn't hold Claus's hand like she wanted to. She is nowhere comfort. near. She is nowhere near Claus, though. That's that was the point. Like she was so far away from Claus during this, and her emotions took over that she wanted to hold his hand, but she couldn't. So she grabbed Patches. How it plays out on the screen, I just assume that she was like bowing down on like one knee to show mm-hmm. respect because she didn't have a hat to take off like the other elves yeah but then maybe it, but then you like you said it like maybe she got so emotional she needed some support to get back up yeah so that's why she kind of grabbed onto patch yeah and then we see the twins prancer and dancer bowing their heads even the reindeer know this is a big deal yeah they know what's going on they know what's up let's see are these the two prancer and dancer that we know already you're the reindeer expert Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. It goes along. They do. They. I mean, they both have their monocles like they're supposed to. Now, by the way, the only reason I knew it was Prancer and I assume da- uh, Dancer was next to him is because all the reindeer are like decked out with like little name tags around their collars. Right. Yes. So that you can know who they are. And it does appear that the two animatronics for prancer at the beginning of the movie when we were introduced to them and the prancer that they are using currently are extremely similar so they did a good job keeping them consistent because i i doubt they're the same ones i never noticed it till i was watching this minute but as the ancient one he's approached uh face to face with claws and he gives claws like a look it's like how come you haven't bowed down to me yet and then, then that is when Claus bows his head in respect to the Ancient One. Oh, I didn't expect... Or, 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 or do I have a very different read on it than you, you do? You read that differently. To me, it looks like he is bowing his head to show respect to Claus. Oh, and, and then, then Claus, Claus is does it returning in return. It. Yeah. Oh, I thought it's like the Ancient One's so full of himself. It's like, hey, dude, <laughs> Ancient One here. Kind of like in like um, what is it uh Robin Hood where the sheriff is like, excuse me, kiss my ring. <laughs> so let's hit the pause button here and talk about the ancient one, shall okay, we? Go right ahead. Or the actor who plays the ancient one. Yes. Now this isn't a British character actor. No, this is one of our own all American <laughs> character actors. This is of course Burgess Meredith. With a very long beard. Yeah, this has got to be a wig. <laughs> I don't think he grew <laughs> You don't think he grew out long. his beard this long for this movie? No, I don't think so. So Burgess Meredith, born 1907, passed away in 1997. Had a career dating back all the way to the, like, the late 30s and 40s. 
they wanted a really like high profile like classic hollywood type actor for this role you know he, he, burgess meredith's even on the poster i think he's like fourth build on the movie poster even though i think his time is up in like a couple minutes here of our <laughs> podcast yeah he's not in it very long he was in a, of mice and men in 1939 foul play in 1978 clash of the titans in 1981 he was nominated for best supporting actor in one of his most probably well-known roles to people our age he was rocky's trainer mickey in the first three rocky movies and he was also the Penguin on the Adam West Batman in the 1960s on TV. <laughs> Originally, they wanted James Cagney or Fred Astaire for this role. You know, other big names from the 30s and 40s. But they were too old, too weak to do the role. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't think he could be, they could be too old, but I could see being too weak. James Though Cagney in particular. it's not a very strenuous job. Yeah, James Cagney in particular, you know, he said he liked the script, but, you know, he's like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. It was Dudley Moore, who was friends with Burgess Meredith, that made the connection there. Got, got all the pieces to come together, and that's why we have Burgess Meredith as the Ancient One. Mm-hmm. And you know how we had a connection to Halloween at the beginning of the show this week? You know, we men- I mentioned Rocky. Now, <laughs> Burgess Meredith was in the first three Rockies. Rocky IV opened up the same weekend in 1985 as Santa Claus the Movie. Which one did better, Santa Claus or Rocky IV? Rocky IV, in its first weekend, made $20 million. Santa Claus the Movie made $23 million during its entire run. <laughs> I bet he wishes he was in Rocky IV. <laughs> well, he, I think he died. I think his character died in Rocky III. But I oh. suppose he could have had a flashback. He's like, no, well, i got to yeah. do Santa Claus. You um, can always bring him back. Rocky IV was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1985. Santa Claus the movie was the 38th highest grossing movie <laughs> of Poor 1985. Poor Santa Claus. I <laughs> no just respect. feel so bad. This is the best movie. I mean, it's it's like... I mean, I can't say it's like the best movie, but it's we're, it deserves more credit than it gets for we sure. We are the two who have taken it upon ourselves <laughs> to give this movie the treatment that it's needed for the past 35 years. It may be a little yeah. overdue, but... It's extremely overdue, we're, we're, but we're we were too it. young to do it when we when it came out. <laughs> I want to say, according to Box Office Mojo, Santa Claus movie pulled in about $5 million on its opening weekend. Ugh. That's so sad compared to what they put into it. It's amazing. Let, let me get the ex- exact date here. One second. What, what was the weekend? Yeah, they both opened on November 27th. They both opened November 27th, 1985, which hmm. I'm going to guess was Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Which would have been a very good. This, those are typically good weekends for movies to come out. I feel like today, if there was a Christmas movie, they would have opened it a lot sooner yeah. than Thanksgiving weekend. I, I would think like the 2nd of November, maybe. Yeah. But I guess the Selkins thought, hey, or TriStar, I don't know who came up with the release date, <laughs> thought, I know what's going to knock out Rocky. <laughs> Santa. They don't really correspond at all. But I mean, it would have been different markets, you know, Rocky and then Santa Claus. Santa Claus would be for the kids. Rocky would be for the adults, you know? 
I mean, back in the 80s, it wasn't uncommon for the adults to go see one movie and the kids to go see a different movie. That's true. They don't do that quite as much now, but they that's how they used to do it. All right, so let's hit the unpause button and go back to the minute. A prophecy has come to pass that there would come to us a chosen one and that he having no child of his own would love all children everywhere and that he himself would be an artisan and a craftsman i hate how it cuts off it's like yes he's an artist a craftsman we know what else what else <laughs> What else is in this prophecy? <laughs> so does it deviate too much from what he says in the book or the comic? Or we can't really go too far ahead because it might overlap with next week's minute. Well, I will I will tell you some of the differences. Um, so in the book, I don't exactly know um, what is said. But whenever the Ancient One paused, you know how he's talking and he has like these slight pauses between his phrases he talks kind of like me he stops every <laughs> and he pauses in between his words in the book the elves and had a um like they chanted and harmonized between the phrases it isn't like complete silence like in the movie i don't know what they say it doesn't it doesn't tell me but there's like music and harmonizing and chants going on whenever he stops talking in the book. Which I could see why they don't have. I think that'd be a little distracting. In the comic, it isn't really that much different. It just says the pop the the prophecy. <laughs> it says the prophecy has come to pass that a chosen one would come to carry our gifts to the world. That having no child of his own, he would love all the children. That he himself would be a craftsman, a skill maker. And I'm not going to continue because the minute cut off, so therefore the comic cuts off. You'll have to come back next week. Yes, I'm cutting off in the middle of a word bubble in the comics. I believe next minute is wall-to-wall prophecy. Yes, I believe you are correct. Any final thoughts on this minute before we wrap it up this week? Other than, like, when you're when you were watching it, you can really see how proud Anya is of Claus. You know, how how she's really taking this in, and it's really, like, a bit, like, very um, touching for her and emotional Yeah, very emotional. Her. Like, yeah, she's, like, yeah. she's, like, filled with, like, pride, emotions. Look like yeah, she's going to burst mean, out crying. Yeah, I mean, I would be pretty proud of you if you became Santa Claus, too. You know? <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so if you ever have the option, let me know, and I say go for it. <laughs> well, sometime in December, we'll hook up the reindeer. Make okay. sure it's extra extra snowy out, and we'll go out in the woods and uh, see what happens. <laughs> see if we can get lost and saved by elves. Let's try it out. We have a problem, though. We have a child of our own. Maybe they can make oh. an exception. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess the prophecy wouldn't work on us. I'm no. also not a woodcarver, so uh, no, no. So maybe I'll just we're... maybe I'll just stay inside where it's warm and watch Netflix <laughs> instead. 
Yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up minute 28 of Santa Claus the movie. Ben, where can they find us if they'd like to get in contact with us or listen uh, to our back catalog of great <laughs> minutes? All right. Well, if you would like to give us any feedback or contact us or just chat with us, you can email us santa by the minute at gmail.com or you can reach us on facebook twitter or instagram at santa minute and you can listen to us pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts and we post a brand new episode each and every wednesday and as always you can listen to every episode for free